Thanks. Happy birthday. <laughs> Wait, how old are you turning? 22? No, it's 24? No. 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> and really, yeah, I know it's young. No wonder you always make fun of me for being old, because you are really young. I know it's 27 young. 27 is... Uh, You're like, whatever. 29. Yeah. I just like babies. feel like I'm almost 30 and you're I, so far from being 30. I just turned today at 107 a.m. 106 a.m. So this whole time that I've known you, you've either been 25 or 26. I'm very mature. Why do I expect <laughs> you to have any have Finish. it together at all? How, why do I expect you to have it together? But I, but I do most days. You do. That's, I, I think so. That is real encor- encouraging. The future of the church is in good hands. Where did we start this? It started. Welcome to the Being Church podcast, everyone. I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Elisa. And today we've got a very esteemed guest with us. It's like catching a large fish. <laughs> What? Like we asked him to be on the podcast oh, so many times. Yeah, before. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And Father it's like Jesse a win. Martinez. I'll call it a win, not a, a large fish. He's a big fish. Father Jesse Martinez is with us in the studio. Welcome, Father. Good morning. Good morning to you all. Good morning. So we're taking callers now. No, no. no there's that, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> we're not that advanced. Are, aren't you glad you're not on the spot answering questions? Not yet. Oh, that not would. Yet. Str- not yet. When this comes out, you'll. Yeah. Father, do you like cats or dogs better? That's what the questions would be. Dogs. Yeah, that's the right answer. But, but we also have to make a, uh, an announcement that it's Tom's birthday as we record this. I woke up and my knee hurt a little bit more. Guys. I know. But listen, I just, I feel like. He just like, said that out I loud. I feel like 30 is not far away. It's really not far away for you, Father. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. But guys, can we hey, just take. Mo- let's, let's move on to the topic, shall we? <laughs> let's just take a moment and, and discuss how you guys are still in your 20s. Like, that is insane. Well. You guys are so mature. We're very mature. Yeah. Very mature. People. In, the, in the places that matter. Okay. And in the places that don't, you're not mature at all. <laughs> it's a good balance. Okay, Tom, lead us, lead, lead the way. What are we talking all right. about? So, uh, so we had Father here today because um, we wanted to talk about the value of work. I think for a lot of us, uh, going to the office or going to work can be kind of a beatdown. Um, and I've always admired in Father Jesse just like a uh, hardworking attitude and just like diligence and just like ready to get things done. Um, but, you know... I think we all have to balance that like efficiency and getting hard work done with the, I really don't want to be at work today. What's the point of sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day sort of thing. And so uh, I know you have insights on this sort of thing. So well, I have, I have thoughts. I think I have thoughts. thoughts? That I What's the distinction? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. You know, so let's hear your initial well, thoughts on this. Because I think you're uh, excited when I said, let's talk about work. Let's talk about work. I think so, because I think this has come up a lot. A lot of people here at St. Louis are asking like, Hey, Father Jesse, how are you doing? Uh, we only have two priests now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a big workload, 3,500 families. And so you think, well, well, what is work? I mean, and in a certain sense, uh, yeah, there's a lot of work, but, uh, you know, for two priests, but we could have it worse. There's other parishes who have less priests than we do, and they have more people. Yeah. And so in a certain sense, that we have great people, great staff. Uh, and so there's that. But what underlying is work? You know, mm-hmm. what is it that, like exactly like you said, we're doing a book uh, discussion with the young adults. Yeah. And this is something that came up, you know, you go to the office and you just sit there and you just feel like you're just drained. You're just drained. And so 
what is work? What is it that, you know, but there are other opportunities like last night. We had a good yeah, book, book yeah. discussion and it, I came away and yeah, it was nine o'clock at night when I left, but at the end of it, it was like, well, this is cool. I'm excited. This is something that was, yeah, you was part of, a lot of, like of energizing. energizing. Yeah. So you see that huge difference. You go in and sometimes things are just draining, but other times they're just life giving and, and exciting. So what's that, what's that all about? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if people really know how much our priests work, but you are here from like, 10 to well no 8 to 10 every well, day like I feel like PM. I kind I kind of liken it to the life of a parent really because like yeah, yeah. Mm, you're you're pretty much this is like your family and so you've got to take care of your family and so that is that's not really something that you check out on right um you do have moments of like rest but for the right. most part you're you're taking care of your family yeah and so balancing all that's really important and so I think that one of the one of the things that's hardest about work is like, um, you work so hard to get something like efficiency, right? Like we work so hard and we're pushed so hard by our bosses, not here at St. Louis. Our bosses are wonderful. <laughs> thank you. You may, you, you may stay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. But like, but we're pushed so hard to do a good job and do better and better and better and more and more and more. And it's just like running the race constantly. And I think that for a lot of us, burnout is a real thing. Um, so like, what do we, what do you do when you experience this burnout or like when work becomes just like a getting things done, getting to 5 PM? Right. I mean, I think that there's a difference in being able to see that our work is something that we just have to do as part of the human condition. And then also to also be able to experience what the church says about work. The mm-hmm. church says that there's a dignity in that mm-hmm. and that when people don't have work, then that's a problem and they should be given the opportunity to have work. But ultimately, it goes back to the fall, right? Where we have this understanding of that the, that um, work was given to us and it was burdensome. Mm-hmm. But before that was allowing us to be co-creators with God, mm-hmm. right? And I think when we separate that from uh, when we're not able to see that we are co-creators with God, it makes things really difficult. For example, when I'm in the office and I'm just doing paperwork, it is really difficult for me to see that I'm a co-creator with God. Yeah. But whenever I'm uh, doing ministry, which is something that I'm very passionate about, obviously mm-hmm. because I'm a priest, but you see people's, uh, the, the, the light of their minds kind of light up. Mm-hmm. You see the faith kind of like, yes, I get it. I get it. And that's exciting. You see how you're working with God in his creation. And so I think that that, that kind of distinction. Now you always have to do the work. You always have to go in and they're going to be boring things. It's part of the toil of the fall. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how do we allow ourselves to open our life up to opportunities where we can see that productivity, see that opportunity, yeah. uh, kind of come alive? Yeah. Well, and I think that's emphasized by this quote from this book, right? Yeah. That yeah. Have- well, there's, there's two quotes that I, so you guys were like, Hey, yeah, you guys are doing this. Um, these beautiful bones. That's like the book that you guys by read. Emily Stimson. It's a really good. It's a really good. So book. let me. I'm gonna just like as an aside say when you guys said you were doing it and it was theology of the body based. I yeah. just kind of turned off my interest switch yeah. because I was like, oh my gosh, I've read. There's been a lot, but then um, if this came up and you were saying something about it regarding work, and I was like, well, how's that even? How's that even connected? And then I started reading because you gave me a copy. I started reading and I was like, whoa, I was, this is very different. This is the way that she approaches the theology of the body is very different. And it's very kind of diverse in what it, uh, it attacks. And so when you, or 
addresses. And so when you said, hey, read the chapter on labor for this, I was like, I was underlining so much of yeah. it. And so to kind of go back to what Father Jesse was saying, uh, she says that the, catechism, the catechism tells us, quote, work is for man, not man for work, mm-hmm. right? And so um, when we become kind of uh, – when work becomes kind of uh, like we're slave to it, yep. or we're or it, it's just a means to an end, and we're not seeing ourselves as partners um, with God, then yeah, it becomes you really only see the toil, and hmm. you don't see it as gift and a partnership with God. Yeah, it's not just put in A and B and get out C, right? Right. It's it's supposed to be sort of a creative effort, which I think maybe for people listening might be saying like, well, that's easy for you in church work or like people in product development or something where like creativity is praised but there are people who you know analyze data and do things like that that might not have as much room for like this create they don't think it has as much room for this creative thinking how do we like what how do we encourage people to co-create with God in those sorts of roles? And what well, does that even, what does that even mean? Well, see, and she, and she presents that really beautifully in the book because she says, um, so powerful is seeing our work, whatever it may be, as a way to answer God's call to make a gift of ourselves to others. And that's where the theology of the body comes in, right? So basically she says, like, it's just, it's switched, right? It used to be that for the longest it was that everybody's work was cultivating the land and, you know, you could use your body and work and kind of see that you were partner partnering with God. But then came just like the shift in history. And so now a lot of it is like efficiency. Everything's like, how efficient can you be? Um, She said, and so a lot of it is like the way you're thinking about being a gift. So maybe you are on an assembly line, but how are you, how are you treating your coworkers? How are you uh, responding to your managers? Um, How are you making a gift of yourself within the work? I think that's really cool. And it's, it's really kind of the call of Christian discipleship so that your, your job and your responsibility is really no different than mine in proclaiming the gospel. And that's what you do whenever you bring into the workplace kindness and compassion and patience yeah. of approaching situations that are very differently. I think that, that that's something that can transform just the mundane, the ordinary things into opportunities to see, oh, wait, I've developed a new relationship with my coworker that's not only on the bra- grounds of utility, like we're getting useful things done here, right. but rather on the grounds of growing and spiritual friendship, right? Mm. I think that that makes going to the lunch table a lot more pleasant. Than just like, well, we got to get this done and move on. Yeah. And that's interesting because to, I mean, when God created right in Genesis, what he's doing is making a gift of himself. Sure. He makes these plants and animals and people, but like we are all a result of God's outpouring of his love of his self. And so in any opportunity we have to give ourself to another person, we're co-creating. That's right. pretty cool. I think that because it doesn't have to be like, a, sorry, it doesn't have to be like a huge thing. Oh, no. No. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Father. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. You're, you're forgiven. Clericalism. I'm you're sorry. Forgiven. You're forgiven. I forgive you. Thank you. Thank That's you. my job to forgive. <laughs> I'm, breaking, I'm making this a, a, a pleasant workplace for you. <laughs> you're so, so merciful. You're so merciful. <laughs> but here's here's the other thing, too. It's not just... So sometimes you just got to go work to work. You got to do the things that you need to do. But there's, you know, that's why we also promote a sense of volunteerism, like that you go and you give, right? You give of yourself. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my mother was uh, a florist and she was a florist and so... That's a flowers. Lot of, Huh? Flowers. flowers. That was yes. flowers. Not yeah. flowers. 
Not, yeah. Flowers. Your flowers. It was just a bad joke. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a really bad joke. Okay, anyway, keep I'm a going. dad. Now. I gotta make dad, <laughs> dad jokes. That's right. He's practicing his dad jokes. <laughs> but she, she would, uh, and we would toss out these old flowers that you know that that just kind of died. And so one of the things as a kid was I would take those and I would plant them, and I would bring them back to life. Well, that's not much different than what I do now. Is is and that's kind of why. Uh, I like this job is yeah. this is that you take something even either the soul or some difficult situation that is a person is dealing with and you try to bring life back into it. But, you know, it's like that that sense of being seeing something tangible, right? Seeing something that is life giving uh, that can be in the workplace, you know, as you develop the relationship with your coworkers, or it can also be outside of the workplace of dedicating yourself to something which is self giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the social ministries opportunities, right? To say, look, this person has food because I was there to give it to them. Or to go over to the garden and to really see plants come to life and to be able to say, this, uh, this food is given to others because I labored and yeah. worked for it. You yeah. know, I think that those are other opportunities where you can say, I can supplement the things that are going on in the workplace with things that I do outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she does discuss just like a, a simple shift in like in making it about not always what we do, but how we do it. And so going into our days, wherever we work or wherever, whatever space, whatever job we're doing and considering the how behind how we're implemented it, implementing it. So like you can be efficient, right? And mm-hmm. still consider how how you're treating your workers, how you're expecting people to be efficient. Like it, it is a lot of a mindset and kind of how we're going about the work that we're doing. That's um, helpful too, because I think that for a lot of us, we might have a, the grass is always greener sort of oh, yeah. mindset, right? Like, oh, well, yeah. if I was just doing this, my life would be better. Right. If right. I was just making $150,000 a year, my life would be so much better. And we're, we always do that, no matter what it is with work or anything. I think that's just kind of part of who we are. Part of our, it's part of our like searching souls, right? And it's part of our like restlessness. Um, but to be satisfied with what we're doing and then focus on how we're doing it. That's, I think that keeps us in the moment, right? And it keeps us sort of focused on the task at hand. And the, and the virtue always is, is generosity of heart here. And so sometimes mm-hmm. the other opposite thing is like, oh, this is really a terrible situation at my workplace. The answer to this is to kind of go back into yourself and to say, oh, self-preservation. Yeah. What am I doing to maintain myself? Well, that's good. Those are, you got to have rest. You have to have times, uh, in which you have leisure activities. But the other opportunity is that, well, I need time and it just becomes self-absorbing. And mm-hmm. so rather than trying to fix that problem that you have in work, it's actually even causing you to go even deeper into the selfishness. Mm-hmm. So the point of, of the book or the point of, of the, of the dignity of work is that it should be self-giving, generous. Um, and so when we open ourselves up to those opportunities, then I think that's when we can combat the kind of the mundaneness of, of the workplace. So I saw this video on LinkedIn, uh, couple days ago and it was this guy saying predicting that in like 30 years we're gonna have four hour work days uh because everyone's gonna be working from home and we're just gonna like do what needs to get done and then we're just gonna get back to life and his like basis for this was saying you know a hundred years ago people were working 16 hour days in their farm fields Mm -hmm. you know like all the time that was the work they did some people still do that yeah uh but he said now we work eight hour days 
And he said, pretty soon we're going to work four hour days. And so it got me thinking because obviously this dignity of work stuff, this Catholic, you know, social thought is always in the back of my head when I hear things like this or when I think about work. I was like, what's that going to do to people? Like, is that going to make us more productive or is that going to actually go again, like make us less productive? Um, like no one wants to be in the office all day, but there is something good for sure. There's something good about like working for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think about my dad in this regard because he's, um, like in, he's about to be like fully retired guy, you know, and, and, Oh, for him, work has been that, you know, the dignity of work has is just kind of sewn up in who he is. He has always been a hard worker. He has always uh, his work has always made him proud. Um, His work ethic has always uh, shown the rest of his like his his kids Mm -hmm. like to work hard just just for the sake of working hard, not because yeah. you're going to get anything out of it. Right. Just the dignity you find in all of that. And so um, as he's like pulling back a little bit, I can already tell like this is this is not he's already looking into like what kind of work he's doing, you know, how he's going to, you know, pr- possibly have his own business because he, a lot of his identity and a lot of his mm. dignity comes from that time. So I don't know that a four hour workday, I think there's a lot of value in just like the collab- collaboration. And also just like you were saying, like being able to create something and actually see it come to life. I yeah. don't know how that happens if, you know, you're not spending. I know a we lot spend like 10 or 12 hours a day here, not all the time, but like our job is always planting seeds. It, that's part of the reason ministry is difficult is because like you don't always see the payoff, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like creating a product or setting a marketing plan or things like that, but it has its own fruits and benefits. But yeah, I just, I found that interesting. I was like four hours a day. Now maybe, yeah. maybe you use the rest of your time to do other things like spend time with your family or volunteer or Netflix. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Mean, that's, that's, I mean, come on. That's yeah. the, but that, that goes back to the selfishness yeah. Of, yeah. of like, Oh, well I need more time for myself. Well, in the end, it's actually the opposite, right? That you have to, there are some times that you need to rest. Absolutely. But there are times in which you really have to give. Otherwise, you just kind of go into this deep and dark uh, place in your life. The other thing I kind of want to, you know, you mentioned about people who are, who cannot work, right? Or retiring or, or saying, yeah. this is, I'm finished my, with my work career. You know, we as a Catholic church hold also too that prayer is work. That the responsibility and the job of people who maybe not are able to put uh, their hands to labor is to pray for the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is very important when we think about people who are in nursing homes and who are their responsibility, as I always remind them, is to pray for the church and yeah. pray for the needs of the people. Uh, because that is something that's not something that we take lightly. That is, we used to have convents that were filled with uh, religious sisters and, and monks who were praying for the church. Now vocations are down and that's not as frequent. But doesn't mean that the uh, that the person who is not able to work isn't a part of that. That they should be able to to offer their prayers and yeah. their uh, their supplications to God on behalf of the church. That is that's really their job, their responsibility, right. their work. I'm so glad you say that because I often think like I often think it is those people who are dedicated. And praying for us that keeps us spinning. Absolutely. Like I, I think, honestly, so oh, I'm yeah. like, if people yeah. are, if there were not people praying for this, I feel like it would just spin off of its axis. My like, my father in law retired like maybe a year ago, and since then his morning routine is to like spend hours in prayer, and 
I admire that. Oh yeah. You, you know, think, you it's think, like, of, that's... think of by Benedict the 16th, right? Yeah. After he retires as Pope, yeah. he goes back to a life of praying for the church and praying for its needs. Yeah. So, uh, this is a really interesting conversation. Uh, do you ever run into people who, uh, place their personal worth in how much work they do or oh, like for sure. in like constantly being busy? Like they don't feel important or they don't feel like they're doing things right unless they're like, busy all the time or like doing tasks all the time. Is there something not good about that? Cause I know we're saying that like it's good. Dignity comes from work, but is it, is it possible to push it too far? And so that when you do sit on the couch at home and watch a couple episodes of Netflix or a couple hours, which there's nothing wrong with every once in a while, right? It can't, right. that can go too far too. But like when you, there are times when I feel this way, I sit down and I just feel guilty. Cause I'm like, I should be working right now. I shouldn't be resting or I should be gardening right now. I shouldn't be resting. Can, can it, can we push it too far? Can we work too much? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, one of the things to also watch out for is as well is, is that, oh, I have to volunteer for everything. I have to give everything. And so they're volunteering here out, uh, it's like, and they're just constantly volunteering. And then what suffers sometimes is their family or their relationships with them. So, I mean, it's important that also developing good relationships with one's family and developing one good relationships with friends, taking time to have dinner and to enjoy their company is also just a part of like human development and yeah. what we need to be a, a part of a community. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the balance that we all look for is something in which we say, yes, how is my life self-giving, a giving of self, but also to see that as part of being an authentic friendship, right? right? You're giving of yourself to your friends and to your family. That's significant and important. And mm -hmm. primarily for a lot of people, their primary vocation. Right. And so that has to be something that is taken into account. Mm -hmm. I also think that like with father saying, you know, you can slip into um, things becoming about yourself. If you, if you do not see work as a, as a, as a, a good mm -hmm. in the world. I think that if, your identity becomes totally wrapped up in your productivity and your work, then that also is you kind of looking inward that like, this is about me right. and my Absolutely. work and my, yeah. you know, and how uh, high I climb the ladder and how far I can go. And it doesn't, again, it's all about partnering with God in this creative work in the world. And so, and making a gift of ourselves to the world. And so, um, like father says, like there has to be a balance there. Um, because then that also becomes about your own self. Yeah. It's not about simply what you're doing for other people, but right. you're like, yeah, I need to do this for me. This is about me, but like going a little bit further on yeah. what you were saying. So the book does talk about like leisure and the importance of that. Um, what do you think about that? Do about think, leisure? Yeah, like just well, like I think not becoming are, like a workaholic. And I think there are like appropriate... I think you guys need to get back into the office. <laughs> like, all right, haven't we hit our mark here? I think that there are like very appropriate ways to be leisurely, right? To recover from work. Uh, and then I think there are ways that are slothly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like there, there are ways that actually provide us leisure. There are things that actually provide us leisure. And there are things that like distract us and are also selfish. Um, there's a very famous essay called on the basis of leisure, Joseph Peepers mm -hmm. a philosopher, yeah. Catholic philosopher. And it's really good. I read it in college. I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember the gist is like leisurely activities don't mean doing nothing. They right. mean doing something right. They mean like feeding your soul in a different way than 
than work the work. Yeah. Um, And I think that's where I need to, I think right now in my like transition um, time, I am trying to do that more because I can tend to just be like, okay, kids out of the house. I have all this time. Let me hop on Instagram. Like, but so instead I'm just like, okay, well I have time for daily mass. I have time to read an actual book that has words and isn't like on a screen as I'm scrolling. Right. right? Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with sitting down and reading a book. That's good leisure. Right. Um, But it's, it's almost like we weren't created to be stagnant. We weren't created to scroll forever. Right. You know? I think that that's really kind of been the hindrance of, of leisure activities. I agree. It's just social media just kind of consuming. And you think, oh, this is, I have time off. I have something, I have some space, like you said. I'm just going to scroll Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And, and that's the way I'm going to rest. Well, in the end, that's really not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, that's not leisure. That's not leisure. That's not going for a hike. That's not reading a book and activating your mind and thinking about things in different ways. It's not having uh, lunch with a friend. It's not all of those things that build us up and make our soul kind of grow. Yeah. Uh, those things just really kind of, kind of weigh us down <laughs> in the, sorry, go ahead. I've actually had a couple of people tell me, and this happens to me too, that like, and then when you do those things, the hiking or the whatever, yeah. you're look, you're thinking about, okay, where's my perfect light and that beautiful <laughs> tree so I can actually my post, right? So how, uh, how much leisure I'm having right yeah. now, how perfectly I'm doing. And so our cost- brains are connected to this yeah. sense of having to. Or that constant effort, like I got to take the perfect photo. I got to have a, like maybe the idea of Mm -hmm. going on a hike is that you just don't take a photo. You promise that you'll never take a photo (laughs) so that you can just experience it. You know, just sit there and enjoy. Right. As Emily and I figure out, uh, how to be married and all this stuff, we were talking to a couple in the Narthex the other day and we were like, Hey, what do you guys like do together after work? Because we just sit and watch TV, you know, and it's gotten to a point where like, I feel like wrong for just sitting on a couch with my wife watching TV. Usually she's on Instagram and I'm watching TV. And it's just like, ooh, it's not good, you know? But it's also to this point where it's like, this sounds so lame. I can't think of anything else to do. Like, Man, right? this is first world problems. It's so at, first world problems. It's very, so first world. I'm yeah. being very, very vulnerable on the podcast. Yes. Right? Like, what do we do? You know, we could go walk around downtown, but that usually involves like shopping or buying. And I don't want to do that either. And so it's like, I think that a lot of people, a lot of people are just lazy. We are just very lazy. But I also think that like, because of our technology culture, like the options, we, we don't, we're not aware of all the options for leisure. You have to make a concept, like it, you have to make concerted efforts to like, okay, it is all very, it's the ease. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and then we're going back to work and how things have become more efficient. And that's how we, it's, it's the same with just like our leisure time. It's just like, we have all these options that are way too easy and to go take a, you know, take a hike or ride our bike. That takes like planning and that takes yeah. like effort and that yeah. takes like right. thinking. It's absolutely like you have to go downtown. You have right. to find parking. You have to Oof. kind of like. Or just Uber. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh my gosh. We're it's so terrible. 27. Still a millennial. Uh, yeah. It's, it also makes me think of like what the quote that you used earlier from the catechism. Uh, man wasn't made for, what, what was it? Work was made for man, not man for work or vice versa. Whatever. We're yeah. not supposed to work our whole lives. Yeah, like, right. We work so that we can live. Like you're in charge. The work isn't not in charge of you. You're in charge of the work. I Part of the reason that I work is so I can have money so that I can plan a hiking trip with my wife or what? Like, right. Like it should serve my life. It should make my life better. Um, and so if it's not doing that, either I'm out of proportion 
or it's out of proportion or something's wrong, right? Something's off kilter. Uh, so it's just something worth reflecting on. Just something worth reflecting on. Yeah. What I have one more question. Okay. What do you do when your work environment, not here at the parish, never here at the parish, uh, is toxic when your coworkers are not in a good place, um, or you just find yourself really dreading to go into work at the last parish I worked at. Um, there was a time period where I had a coworker come up to me and she was like, I'm concerned about you. I was like an intern, right? Uh, she's like, I'm concerned about you. Cause every time you come in the door, you breathe the heaviest sigh in the world. And I don't know if you know you're doing that. And I said, I didn't know I was doing that. And I paid attention the next couple of weeks. And I noticed every time I walked in the door, I went, (sighs) because there was some issues going on in the office. And so that's not healthy for us either. I think everybody has a story like that, right? Doesn't everybody have a story of like this work environment, whether it was because of coworkers or just Mm -hmm. the system that was not in place. Everybody has that. Yeah. And there's like practical things we can do, right? We can have conversations, we can engage in conflict, all this sorts of stuff. But like, um, from a spiritual point of view, like, what do we do? Like, what do we do with that? Yeah, no, I, I guess it comes down to the fact that do you think that you guys, I mean, it would be a, a place where people have the power to transform it, right? The power to say, okay, you build a coalition of people whose positive attitudes and positive uh, energy or positive uh, virtues help kind of restore and to rebuild mm. something like that. So that's always a possibility. But then also to understand that, you know, we have freedom. We have the freedom to be able to choose that this is something that's good for me. This is something that's not good for me. And that may take a sacrifice. That may be to say, look, I'm not going to get the same amount of pay as I'm going to, as I have here, but at what cost? Yeah. You know, what's the cost of me Absolutely. staying here? What's the cost of me? Uh, for my family and for, you know, peace of mind of, of me living in this situation. So, you know, part of this is also a good discernment of asking, be able to say, Lord, is this something that you asked me to transform and mm. to kind of create a new culture within it? And do I have the power and the resources to do that? And the other thing is to discern, well, is this maybe an invitation to look elsewhere, to find another opportunity, uh, another place? Yeah. But, but to, but to understand too that, Part of this is also the human condition. Yeah. There will be no perfect, as you were saying, like, it's always easy to look on the other side and say, the grass is greener, but there will never be a greener grass. How do we are able to kind of really transform and be able to be uh, Christian disciples in that place? Yeah, I think for me, the takeaway from our conversation today is like, work is a tool for our lives, right? It provides, it, it helps us see our dignity and it helps us see that we are valuable people, but it is not the most valuable thing in our lives. Like it doesn't contribute. It doesn't define our identity, right? It should serve our identity. Um, and I, th- I think it's really good to have that perspective with work. I don't think I always have that perspective. Right. I think I'm it's more- probably, I mean, for bread earners, I think also it's, it's a different, like it's a different, there's a different pressure there. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, above all, it gives to us the ability to work with God. You know, mm-hmm. and then this is, it's part of our spirituality. It's a part of our dignity. And work is hard. It is, it's hard for everyone. And, 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 uh, we shouldn't be afraid of that, but it should also be given to us as a saying, how am I also making this opportunity for work a place of evangelization and a place of self generous generosity of being able to give of yourself fully? Uh, and I think when we do that, I think that that's when we bring the gospel from the church where we meet each Sunday into the workplace to transform the culture. Awesome. 
Well said, Father. This All is right. why. See, you should be on every week. This is, uh, every it's been a fun. It's been fun, guys. It's been fun. Great. And we won't see him for years now. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for joining us today. If you liked this episode, you can do us this the great favor of liking and subscribing. And yeah, liking helps us know that we're doing well. Yeah. Uh, and when you share it with people, which I'm sure you were just going to suggest, yeah. um, that just bumps our listens, and that's just that's just really good for helping us know that we're serving a need out there. You guys are doing a great job. This is really cool. I have a media ministry, a part of St. Louis. And so yeah. please uh, encourage to share it. There's a lot of cool th- ideas and thoughts that are going out there. So your priest told you to share it. You have to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, okay, guys, uh, have a great week and go be church. Oh,